What's up, shitheads? Vote for Jim Bob Duggar, U.S. Senate. Rape and incest represent heinous crimes as such should be treated as capital crimes. Except for my golden son, Josh Duggar, who has sexually molested his younger sisters, cheated on his wife, assaulted a sex worker, and downloaded the worst known file of child sex abuse material. I'm trying to get him found not guilty by paying for his legal team. Vote for me, Jim Bob Duggar, 2021. <laughs> God. I hate the idea of cancel culture and all this bullshit, but like this is the one guy we should we should like cancel. I hate cancel culture, but um full stop with the pedophiles. I don't go fuck public hanging, the electric chair, drag him behind a car, I don't go fuck, pedophiles can go. So can we start taking bets on whether or not Jim Bob Duggar and his family will show up to the courthouse, you know, wearing like vote for Duggar campaign shirts oh while his God. son's getting Could tried it? for Holy child shit. porn? We need to go. And we should just go to the courthouse. Because that is like prime time shit. If they show up wearing some vote for Jim Bob shit at court, I just, the audacity of this man, the fucking audacity of this man to run on that platform after he knows his son. Like, are you saying that your son deserves capital punishment? Yes, but you're saying that it doesn't apply to your son. That's what I'm hearing. We have not been able to record recently because I've been sick. However, today, October 29th, 2021, Jim Bob Duggar announced that he was running for Arkansas State Senate, and I'm taking that as a sign from God that we need to talk about the Duggars, despite the fact that I sound like Kermit the Frog, so I'm going to be drinking tea while spilling it tonight because Jim Bob Duggar (laughs) thought it'd be great to run for Arkansas State Senate in the midst of his son on trial for child sex crimes. Now, Jim Bob does have a little bit of background in politics. He was with the Arkansas House of Representatives from 1999 to 2002. They released a statement today, and I'll read that for you. I am honored to announce my candidacy for Arkansas State Senate District 7. Northwest Arkansas is my lifelong home. It's where my wife, Michelle, and I have raised our 20 children. It's where we've grown our small businesses. It's where we've built a life centered around faith, family, and friends. Our family has been blessed by God in so many ways. We found His love and goodness to be our source of strength in both our most joyous occasions and our darkest moments. It's important to us to give back and to help others in every way we can. I'm running for state senate because these are unprecedented times in our nation. Out of control, bureaucrats have put politics over common sense policy with government mandates that force people to choose between earning a paycheck and violating their personal rights and beliefs. The foundational principles that have made our nation great are under threat like never before. Now more than ever, we need a bold voice that is pro-family, pro-business, pro-gun, pro-life. It's time for conservatives to demand courageous leadership that puts Arkansas families, jobs, and constitutional liberties first. I look forward to being your voice in the Arkansas State Senate. That was kind of torturous that you made me read that, but that's the statement from Jim Bob. I love that he says courageous, but the man couldn't even stick up for his four fucking daughters. I'm just putting that out there. That gets into a very sticky situation pretty quick. We're we're about to get all up in the sticky situation. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't the first time that he's run 
No. And so his big platform that he runs on is, um, this is a quote, rape and incest represent heinous crimes and as such should be treated as capital crimes. AKA punishable by death. That's what that means. A capital crime is punishable by death. Much heavier punishment. um, And it's just a little bit ironic that just so happens his offspring, his son is... (laughs) On trial for being a pedophile. Being trial for child... Sex crimes? Is that yes, what it's called? He's, yes, he's on trial for possessing child pornography. But it's not his first run-in with the law. And... Hey, if, if, if he ends up winning it, I hope he wins it and then puts him to death. That would require you running on a platform that's actually substantiating what you're saying. And seeing as he's backing his son, I don't think that you... I mean, that's the fucking audacity to run and say that. Right, and so he's already run before as well back in May of 2002 uh, when he lost the Republican Senate seat to Senator Tim Hutchinson uh, for Arkansas. Which is Ace's brother. Um, yeah, in 2002 when he ran, that is a direct quote from Jim Bob Duggar that rape and incest should be capital crimes. The irony of this. We're just going to have to unpack all of this by starting from the beginning. So let's take y'all back to 2008. September 29th, 2008, the very first episode of 17 Kids and Counting premiered on TLC. I I never watched. I can remember watching one episode, and it was when Josh Duggar got married, and I can tell you which friend I was with and where we were at watching it, only because we were hysterically laughing. At the whole situation. Yeah, I don't know anybody that truly really watched it, you know, from start to finish, but I do know that everybody's aware of what the show is, right? Everybody knows yeah, about mean, the family. Everybody's heard Have the, you seen any episodes? No, I haven't, I haven't actually watched it. I've just seen, you know, clips. and. Yeah, I've only seen clips in that one episode. You just see crazy episode. things like, um, how can this family, how can this woman possibly put out 20, 20 children kids, in my her God. lifetime? I would just like to say that 20 kids times 9 months pregnant is 180 months divided by 12 months in a year is 15. Michelle Duggar has been pregnant for 15 years of her life. Hard pass. I remember watching the episode and they were like, they're going to share their first kiss. I thought bull fucking shit. And I was crying, like crying laughing because I just thought, I don't buy this. You're telling me you're purchasing this car without test driving it. I'm not buying it, but... Seems like a scam from the start, but... You know, <laughs> yeah, t- I mean, own, right? I did not know it at the time, but I was calling it as pretty much a front back then. But in 2008, TLC puts on the show, and that's where we all get to know them. What we didn't know is that they had a whole lot of shit going on before they ever made it to TLC in 2008. It has 15 seasons, or over 15 seasons... And the family, of course, continues to pop out kids. In 2015, this police report detailing sexual abuse in the Duggar household gets leaked through a FOIA request, and that's an FOIA request or a Freedom of Information Act request, which basically means anyone can request documents on a case because the public has the right to know. That's what that... It's awesome. That's what FOIA means. And so obtained this. And in 2015, shit hits the fan. And this is going to bring us back to 2002. 
I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for the clusterfuck that's about to erupt here because this timeline is going to be all over the place. It's insane, but bear with us because it's going to come together big picture. So all of this gets leaked in 2015, but it started in 2006. In December of 2006, the Duggars were set to appear on The Oprah Winfrey Show. Harpo Studios, which is apparently Oprah spelt backwards, thanks to Mr. Shithead that just pointed that out. You're welcome. I literally had no idea, but now, now that I know, I don't know how I didn't know, but Harpo Studio, which is in charge of The Oprah Winfrey Show, they received an email Thursday, December 7th at 627 in 2006, and it stated, Before you air the Duggar family from Arkansas with You need to know the truth. They are not what they seem to be. Has molested while or sleeping and the parents have been hiding this secret for a long time. Jim Bob lies to his church and his friends to make him look good. At this moment, he is in trouble with the church for lying about and things that concern the way the church members reacted. I think that you should know the truth before they make a complete fool of you and your show. They have been on TV before and come across as the perfect family, which couldn't be further from the truth. They jump from show to show to receive gifts for their family and to make them look really good too. Please consider this and confront them about their secret. So naturally, Oprah being the boss bitch that she is, she didn't do the show. (laughs) She didn't air it. Harpo Studios, they turned this into child services because Oprah's the boss bitch. And that launches the investigation. So in December 2006, the police department starts this investigation into allegations that who were under the age of 16 at the time and one other female had been sexually assaulted on several occasions by plaintiff's brother, Josh Duggar. The investigation involved allegations of molestation that occurred in 2002 and 2003. So this is while Jim Bob is serving in office and the same year he lost his run, right? He was uh, with the House of Representatives and trying to move for a Senate run. He was doing that post when these allegations occurred in 2002, 2003. As part of the investigation, police interviewed the Duggars as well as other people. The investigators promised that their statements would remain confidential and not be disclosed to the public. Psych. The police held up their end of the deal. They kept it confidential because they marked out the names of the minors. But when you're fucking famous... It's not hard to, like, narrow it down. You can't get mad that people have common sense. Right. The state of Arkansas, they did their part. They kept the names of the minors marked out. But you're famous. So you can't, you just can't hate on that. Note that Josh Duggar sued Springdale over this and lost and then appealed it and lost again. So just want to make sure I put that in there for, you know, full picture view. So this investigation, again, starts in 2006, but it's allegations of what went down happened in 2002 and 2003. You know we like to keep it factual, so we're going to read directly from the police reports. On Tuesday, 
December 12, 2006, at approximately 9.45 a.m., James and Michelle Duggar were interviewed at the Children's Safety Center in Springdale, Arkansas. The Duggars had brought their children to the safety center to be interviewed in response to an allegation that had been received by the Arkansas State Police Child Abuse Hotline. The allegation was in regard to one of their children. James said that in March of 2002, who had just turned 14, came to see him very upset and crying. James said that had told him that he had been sneaking into his room at night and had been touching on the breast and vaginal areas while they were sleeping. Apparently at this time, all the girls were sleeping in a common room. James that this had occurred four to five times and had occurred once as was sleeping on the couch. Apparently the girls had always been asleep when the incidents occurred. James said that when they later told the girls what had occurred, one of the girls had said that she remembered one time when she woke up was taking her blanket away, but she did not remember anything else. James said that in July of 2002, admitted to him that one night as a female friend of the family's was sleeping over, he had gone to the couch where she was sleeping and had fondled her breast as she slept. This girl was later identified by James as James said that they disciplined after this incident. Just to clarify something before I continue on, James that I'm referring to is Jim Bob, who is running for Senate. I'm going to refer to him as Jim Bob for the rest of this, yeah, just, just to so make it easier it's for not everyone. confusing. Plus, Jim Bob's a lot more, more entertaining <laughs> to say and hear than James. Jim Bob said that about nine months later, in March of 2003, there was another incident. Jim Bob said that was reading to his five-year-old sister as she was sitting on his lap. He had touched her breast and vaginal area. For context, that means that he was 14 and the victim was five. Continue. James said that then ran out of the room called him and told him what he had done. Jim Bob also said that sometime during this time frame, his daughter had been standing in the laundry room and had put his hand under her dress. Jim Bob said that these after these incidents, he had met with the elders of his church and told them what was going on. Jim Bob said that they all agreed that needed to be put into a treatment program. Jim Bob said that one of the elders was a chaplain at the Piney Ridge program at Vista Hospital. He said they had concerns about the program at Piney Ridge because they felt that might be exposed to other offenders and other things they did not want him to be exposed to. Which is such a fucking joke. Jim Bob said that one of the elders was an ex-prison guard and told them that some of the programs for juveniles were finishing schools where juveniles learned how to offend from other offenders. Though I absolutely do not disagree, nor do I intend to argue the fact that offenders can learn how to be better offenders and criminals from other offenders and criminals, I think it's important and necessary to point out that Piney Ridge Treatment Center, which is located in Fayetteville, Arkansas, is a psychiatric residential treatment center for children and adolescents of all genders who are struggling with sexually maladaptive behaviors that have been compounded by other things like mental health concerns, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder. Some of these kids have been sexually abused themselves, and that's why they act out. 
against other kids sexually. But I just feel it's extremely necessary to point out that he's not going to learn how to like rob a bank or commit white collar crimes, how to roll the perfect blunt or joint or what amount of coke you need to blow the perfect line. I mean, this is a facility specifically for juveniles who act out sexually against other juveniles. That's specifically what it's for. Javab said that they found out about a Christian program in Little Rock, which they felt more comfortable with. He said that he could not remember the name of the program, but that it was conducted by a Christian ministry in the old veterans hospital in Little Rock, and the man who ran it was Harold Walker. Which is allegedly the family friend that Jim Bob was referencing in the police report when he said he contacted someone about getting his son counseling. Jim Bob said that he thought that the program was affiliated with the Little Rock Police Department since they had a station in the same building. Jim Bob said that the program consisted of hard physical work and counseling. He said that when Josh was in the program from March 17, 2003 until July 17, 2003. Jim Bob and Michelle said that they both were comfortable that nothing had occurred (laughs) since went through the program in Little Rock. They both felt that no longer had any problem and that all of this had been resolved. The Duggars said that he had apologized to all the girls in the family. Because that fixes everything. And they had forgiven him. Jim Bob said that several members of the church were aware of the situation and had been even supportive of the family. I asked the Duggars if they knew how this had come up at this time. They said at the time these things occurred, a family friend who was aware of what happened had written down in a letter what he knew of actions with that the letter had been placed in a book and subsequently had been forgotten about. Just recently, the book had been loaned to someone else with the letter in it, and the person who discovered the letter had called in the hotline. The Duggars declined to identify who wrote the letter or who found it. The officer asked the Duggars if any of this had ever been reported to the police. Jim Bob said that he and had spoken to a state trooper after had returned from the program in Little Rock, which is obviously Josh. Jim Bob said that he knew uh, Corporal Hutchins with the Arkansas State Police. Uh, Jim Bob said that he knew Hutchins because he used to be a car dealer, and Corporal Hutchins was a state trooper who inspected car dealers. Time out, which I think is super ironic because Josh Duggar owns a car dealership, but anyways, oh, continue. Course. Jim Bob said that after Josh returned from Little Rock, after he returned from Little Rock, he and the church elders decided to contact the police about Josh. Jim Bob said that one of the church elders, he and Josh had gone to Corporal Hutchins' office at the state police headquarters, and that he had admitted to Corporal Hutchins what he had done. Jim Bob said that Corporal Hutchins gave Josh a very stern talk about what might happen to him if he continued such behavior. He said that Corporal Hutchins told him that since he had already put Josh through a treatment program, that there was nothing else left to do. The interview was uh, terminated at 10.20 a.m. So let's That's just the break report. this all down. So he read to y'all word for word what the police report says. Now it's time for us to just unpack this for you guys because there's a lot of things that you need to know about this police report. My biggest question, Mark, is Corporal Hutchins. I mean, just not oh, I mean, looking by it. Mm, mm. Yes. So let's... I don't like it. Let's just start with going to the camp. The police report says 
that Josh was in the program in Little Rock from March 17, 2003 until July 17, 2003. This, air quotes, rehab treatment facility in Little Rock, the Pulaski County Assessor's Office, shows that the facility was nearly 500,000 square feet, and it was a former VA hospital, which is what Jim Bob said in the police report. And the building was purchased by Hobby Lobby in 1998. Then Hobby Lobby donated the building in 2000 to the Institute and Basic Life Principles, which is based in Illinois, and it's a ministry foundation that was founded by Bill Gothard. And if you don't know about Bill, we'll come back to that. Shortly after the Institute acquired the building, Gothard began renovating the space and saying it would be used for the Little Rock Training Center, which would house court-referred youth offenders in the organization's Bible-based rehabilitation program. What a fucking joke. Okay, so let's just talk about Bill Gothard in case you don't know, because he's an important piece of this thousand-piece puzzle we're putting together for y'all. Bill Gothard's teachings were very conservative, and he encouraged people memorizing the Bible, large families, homeschooling, aversion to debt, respect for authority, conservative dressing, and he had these main, like, principles. Of course, the church is called the Basic Life Principles, And he claimed that those principles were universal and that people will suffer consequences for violating them. And his principles were design, authority, responsibility, suffering, ownership, freedom, and success. Which I could get into explaining what all of these principles mean, but I'm not going to waste time and brain space explaining to you all this fuckery. So long story short, in 2014... Bill Gothard steps down from running the church that he started after getting multiple allegations of, guess what, sexual harassment and molestation. So these allegations were made against him. 2014, he steps down from running his basic life principles church that he created because of those allegations. And in 2016, a lawsuit was started by a group of alleged victims of Gothard and the church. Unfortunately, the case was dismissed in 2018 due to the statute of limitations having run out on the case. It was reported that up to 34 women who worked directly for Gothard have claimed that he harassed them. That's a lot. It's a lot of women. Especially when you're claiming to be this, like, end-all, be-all church founder and leader. One or two might be hard to believe, but... um... (laughs) 30-plus? Yeah, it's quite a bit. So as far as the molestation allegations go, to be fair, it doesn't say that any of them were minors. It says that they were volunteers and workers at the church. That's what we found. So should come as no surprise that clearly this was not the best place to send someone for rehabilitation for alleged sex crimes when the founder and leader of the church and the program resigns for fucking allegations of sex crimes. Just putting that out there. Back to the police report. Jim Bob said that after Josh came home from this rehab, whatever, he said that him and Josh 
had spoken to a state trooper after Josh had returned from the program in Little Rock. Jim Bob said that he knew Corporal Hutchins with the Arkansas State Police. Jim Bob said that he knew Hutchins because he used to be a car dealer and Corporal Hutchins was a state trooper who inspected car dealers. James said that after Josh returned from Little Rock, he and the church elders decided to contact the police about Josh. Jim Bob said that one of the church elders and he and Josh had gone to Corporal Hutchins' office and talked to him. So, first off, does no one else think it's fucking weird that after he comes back from the rehab, they then decide to take him to talk to a police officer? Like, what the fuck brought that up? That way they could wipe their hands of it when somebody confronted them about it, probably. And, you know, I'm just assuming, hey, we already did our rehab, already did our thing. They were obviously friends. So I think it was just basically to say, for the future, when somebody brings up this dirt, no, we wouldn't, we we talked to the police, we got everything handled, Um, you know, it's all been, you know, it's all legal. For me, my brain, and this is just speculation, but my brain went to, if you just came back from rehab, what happened that made you think you should go now take it to police? Well, I think a lot of rehabs will make you, you know, reach back out to people that you've wronged or confess, admit. I think there's some steps you take and lots of programs. I'm just saying you send them to the program to to avoid contacting police. And then as soon as you get back from the program that's supposed to have healed you, now you've... Obviously the program, all that stuff is just to, to kind of clear the name. And then I think that the addition of the detective or police or the officer or whatever he is, is just another layer of the cover up. Well, the plot thickens. This happens in 2005 when Josh comes back and they talk to Corporal Joseph T. Hutchins. Hutchins was arrested in 2007 for child porn charges, paroled in 2010, and then arrested again on porn charges leading to 60 years in prison. Mic drop. Shocker. Shocker that the cop that didn't do anything about it Gave a stern talking yeah, to gave this him a stern talking. young man about... Also happened to be a cop that's serving 60 fucking years for child sex crimes. And are we, we going to talk about the irony of this? What is the fucking deal with child sex crimes? Like, I, I can't grasp it. What is going on in this world? I cannot grasp it. Bullet point this. Allegedly, which technically he's already admitted to this, but whatever, Josh allegedly commits these crimes. He gets... No, he admits to he it. He admits to it, so he did it, but whatever. Then he gets sent to a place in Little Rock that's supposed to be a church-led program, which that guy has to back out of his own church because he's been accused and sued for... Sexual assault of employees and volunteers of, right. of his own. Then they he comes back and they decide to take him to a cop, which, first off, I'd like to say, the cop they clearly knew was safe to talk to. I just would like to point that out. They clearly right. knew that Jim he was Bob safe to friends. talk to. Right. And he just so happens to also be a dirty cop that gets fucking arrested and is serving. Like, he literally got arrested and let out only to go right back in for 60 years. Also, cops are mandatory reporters, so he is required by law to have reported that, and he clearly fucking did not. So both parties that he was sent to got into legal trouble. For exactly what he was sent to. For exactly what he was sent 
to get help for. I'm just incredible, I, just disgusting. The it and it's only going to get worse. So now that we've explained it to you, as in meeting the Duggars and backtracking, let's just go over the timeline in full picture view now. Now that you understand it, we'll just go through the whole thing. In 2002-2003, that is when Josh allegedly, supposedly, even though he admitted to it, sexually assaulted his a few of his sisters and a family friend. May 2002, literally two months after all that happened and his son had told him about it, Jim Bob lost the primary bid for the Republican Senate seat. July 2002 is when Duggar says that his son told him about these incidents in the police report. Right, Josh admitted it. In 2003, March of 2003, nine months after the first incident, Jim Bob and his wife Michelle are made aware of two more incidents, according to the police report. September 2004... The Duggar family appears on a Discovery Health special called 14 Kids and Pregnant Again. In 2005, after Josh had been sent to the rehab or what the fuck ever in Little Rock. Basic life skills. But yeah, the, after he was deal. sent to that, he comes back. In 2005, he speaks with Corporal Joseph T. Hutchins, which is the crooked, the crooked cop. December 7th, 2006, the Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline received the anonymous tip about sexual abuse occurring in the Duggar house, which is what is featured in the 2006 police reports that we have copies of. The family is in Chicago for the scheduled interview with Oprah Winfrey. While they're there, that's when the letter is emailed to the Oprah show, and the same woman that emailed that letter in is the same woman that contacted Arkansas Child Abuse Hotline. Good for her. So, yes. And then the Oprah Winfrey Show, obviously. Good for them. Also contacted um, the Child Safety Center once they got that letter and Thank she pulled goodness. the show. Thank goodness. December 20th, 2006, police determined that the time in which they could press charges has expired. Which laws have changed since then, but back then they couldn't file charges against him for what he did because he the time had already passed on it the statute of limitations had run at that point in time 2008 the first episode of 17 kids and counting premieres on tlc and this is the show that really got them yeah i mean while all this is going on while all this is happening she's still popping them out like a pez dispenser right (laughs) like literally i (laughs) her head should be on the face of one of those candy things for real and her mouth just shoot out baby shaped pez May 19th, 2015, that is when the article gets leaked about Josh Duggar sexually abusing minors when he was a teenager. So shit hits the fan. May 21st, 2015, the police reports get published, which is what we have a copy of and read to you. 2015 is also when a sex worker, no judgment, came forward with allegations against Josh Duggar. And you probably caught this joke in the opening statement by Mr. Shithead, but... We debated whether or not to put it in here, but here's the deal. She sued him. He settled. And so it's on the books. Our job is to spill the tea with the best, most accurate facts possible. What you choose to believe or not believe, that's on you. So here's what we know based on the lawsuit and interviews. She goes by Danica Dillon, but her real name is Ashley Johnston. And she came forward with a lawsuit and allegations against Duggar. The two met at a strip club where she was working, and she claims he hung around persistently throughout the night. 
She also claims when she was done dancing, he asked her to hang out afterwards. The lawsuit claims that Johnston was, allegedly, supposedly, assaulted by Duggar on multiple occasions. She was also saying that this happened during the time period where Anna Duggar was pregnant. The lawsuit claims that Josh choked her, spit on her, and called her worthless after paying her for sex. She claimed that, allegedly, supposedly, Josh treated her so brutally during the two encounters that she was paid for sex by him that she felt, and I quote, like this guy tried to kill me, end quote. The lawsuit was later dropped, of course, due to an undisclosed settlement, and I would settle too if this came out in the middle of shit hitting the fan. She said that, and this is the sad part, she said that she felt like she couldn't go to police at the time because she was working as an escort, which is obviously against the law, and this is just an unfortunate fact that sex workers feel like they can't report crimes because they're scared that they're going to get in trouble for technically working illegally, you know. That's horrible, but that's just a fact of life. But anywho, she also claimed, and this is the part that really got me, she claimed that this motherfucker shorted her (laughs) after having sex with her, only allegedly, supposedly paying her $1,500, which was less than the agreed upon price. Like he was hurting for cash with that TV money flow, but anyways, I digress. And true to what seems to be Josh's MO, he allegedly, supposedly showed up after the encounter to another one of her gigs to apologize for how he acted during their encounter. So that's the scoop on that. I mean, it's one of those things where I guess some people may not find it credible because she was a sex worker. For us, we don't care about that, and we don't think that anyone should be judged for being a sex worker or that that has any reflection or value on their credibility, as far as we're concerned. One thing that maybe threw us was that She admits that after this first encounter where she claims that she felt like he was going to kill her, that she met with him again. And that statement kind of threw us and made us question her credibility along with the publicity that she got with it. Not that she shouldn't get publicity for calling him out if this is all true or that we don't believe her. Just that some of the things did not appear 100%, but... The facts are the facts. You believe what you want to believe. The lawsuit and the settlement did happen. And for the record, I do believe her when she says these encounters happened and that they were aggressive and all that stuff. I'm just saying there are some little elements that I'm not 100% sold on. But back to Josh getting caught being on Ashley Madison. And then Josh comes out and reads a statement. or he, this, He posted this statement on Facebook and this is what it said. I love the world of social media. Twelve years ago, as a young teenager, I acted inexcusably, for which I am extremely sorry and deeply regret. I hurt others, including my family and close friends. I confess this to my parents, who took several steps to help me address the situation. We spoke with the authorities, where I confessed my wrongdoing, and my parents arranged for me and those affected by my actions to receive counseling. That's actually in the wrong order, because he got the quote-unquote BS counseling, and then went and told the cops, but whatever. (laughs) I understood that if I continued down this road, that I would end up ruining my life. I sought forgiveness from those I had wronged, and asked Christ to forgive me and come into my life. I would do anything to go back to those teen years and take different action. In my life today, I am so very thankful for God's grace, mercy, and redemption. Unfortunately, to this day, in his life today, he is Still doing some nasty stuff, and now he's got child porn, which, (laughs) what the hell? I mean, I'm 
I'm a believer, but I'm telling you right now, one of the things that I have to tell myself is that pedophiles don't get in. I literally can't allow myself to think that pedophiles get in because fuck that. Fuck that. Moving on. May 22nd, 2015, amid this scandal, TLC announces that they are pulling reruns of 19 Kids and Counting. Also on May 22nd, Arkansas police destroyed the 2006 police report. The Springdale police spokesman, Scott Lewis, said that Judge Stacy Zimmerman ordered the 2006 offense reports to be destroyed. May 26th, 2015. Any reasoning given? Oh, I mean, I'm assuming because he was a minor. Yeah. But thank God that um, In Touch Magazine had already got a copy of that shit and leaked it. <laughs> Take one for the team there. May 26, 2015, Walgreens pulls ads from Duggar's reality TV show, and they're the fourth major retailer to pull advertisements from the show, joining Payless Shoes, General Mills, and Choice Hotels. And, I mean, they were making money off the advertisements, and all those people were like, no, fuck that show. We read the report. May 27, 2015, Hutchins tells In Touch that Jim Bob Duggar hid the extent of Josh Duggar's alleged abuse, and he says he he would have reported the incident if he had been aware that there was more than one incident of abuse. That's fucking funny, considering he's doing 60 in prison, but anyway. Also, we're talking about a cop and kids being molested, and he's a mandatory reporter, so fuck that. He should have reported it no matter what. And the law enforcement oath of honor literally says, on my honor, I will never betray my integrity, my character, or the public trust. I will always have the courage to hold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always maintain the highest ethical standards and uphold the values of my community and the agency I serve. Now, I realize that Hutchins is a pedophile, so he literally has zero fucking moral decency. But even if he wasn't a pedophile, he was a fucking cop. So he should have reported it. And the whole thing is just epic fuckery. I can't believe he even fucking said that to a magazine. I mean, I would have reported it, but it was just one kid's life ruined, so who fucking cares? Oh, fuck off. As a dirty cop and a pedophile, I hope he's having fun in prison. You feel? May 28, 2015, Hulu appears to pull several episodes of 19 Kids and Counting from it. June 3rd, 2015, the Duggars appear on television for the first time since the news of the sexual abuse scandal broke, and the Duggars acknowledged that four of the victims were their own daughters, including younger sisters Jill and Jessa, who also spoke to Fox News. These type of families uh, are the ones that give Arkansas a bad name. They're the ones that give Arkansas a bad name. They're the ones that give people that believe in God and the church that aren't fucking pedos a bad name. Like, what the literal fuck? Also, you're talking about, we need a candidate that can really just do what's got to be done. Motherfucker can't even do what's got to be done for his own fucking kids. He wouldn't even stand up for his own four fucking kids. I mean, I get Josh is his kid too, but like, no, fuck that. Fertile situation. Anyways, the Duggars believe the bigger story is how Josh's police reports were released. Okay, so it's like, fuck the fact that it's true. Fuck that. We're pissed that under the Freedom of Information Act, which is there for a fucking reason, okay, transparency, hello, they get pissed. And they threaten to sue, and Josh did sue, saying that 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 shouldn't be released. I'm going to beg to differ here because the names were redacted, and had you not been famous, nobody would have put two and two together there. 
Also, y'all know I am all about playing fair and all about playing by the rules when it comes to the legal system. And if I thought that the state of Arkansas or the city of Springdale fucked up, you know I'd be the first to call them out. Absolutely, I would. But I think they did the right thing. So, anyways. July 16th, 2015, TLC permanently cancels 19 kids and counting. As they should. August 20th, 2015, Josh Duggar admits to being unfaithful to his wife, Anna. And you know why he admitted to being unfaithful to his wife, Anna? Are you ready for it? He says, I have been the biggest hypocrite ever. I think that's true. (sighs) Josh Duggar was one of the names leaked on the Ashley Madison website. (laughs) Oh, the the leak the leak names um website so he it gets leaked that he was on ashley madison and the plot thickens so after he gets just called out on that because as if it's not enough you're gonna join every cheating fucking asshole in the state of arkansas for the ashley madison site and we're all thinking it so i'm just gonna say it i think the clientele and women that ashley madison was providing were just a little bit out of his preferred or what appears to be his preferred age group. It seems that he allegedly likes his women still learning how to use the toilet, tie their shoes, walk and talk, you know, still learning basic life principles. After that, he goes to another church rehab program. You get caught. The church is supposed to cure you. Even when the church doesn't cure you, we're still going to send you back. So he gets exposed as having an Ashley Madison membership, and he gets sent to a rehab for the church that costs $7,500 a month, which means a six-month stay there would have been $45,000. And they say that they deal with everything from a sin standpoint. So they say that it's a school of discipleship where the closer you get with the lord the further you get from what brought you here (laughs) but all that to say this because of course someone's got to be a fucking pedo right someone's got to commit a sex crime this rehab program that he attended after being caught as an ashton Madison number had a pastor named jack allen schapp who was involved with the Reformers, and he was more involved in another state, but it was the same program, okay? He's now serving 12 years for raping an underage girl on multiple occasions, and Shap is said to have told his victims, or victim, that God approved of their behavior when she asked if it was wrong to kiss. He was counseling the female minor, and he also had sexual photos of the young girl on his iPhone. Allegedly, this pastor had sex with the minor in his office during a church conference at his cabin in Michigan and in a forest in Illinois. And when Josh Duggar sought treatment for being on Ashley Madison, a sermon by Shap remained on a list of recommended readings by reformers unanimous to their students, despite the fact that the guy was in prison for raping a minor on multiple occasions. All right. Thank you so much for bringing us up to speed and giving us the timeline from 2002 all the way up until now. His current charges, which were filed, I believe, on August 29th, 
He was arrested by U.S. Marshals. Um, interesting fact here. His wife, Anna, announced she was pregnant with their seventh child just days before this arrest. Um, <laughs> and I he, think it's a girl. He was arrested for downloading, sending, or receiving. Yeah, um, so he... Basically inappropriate or child pornography. Yeah, so like a cop, they have... We'll get into this on the next episode, but basically like a cop caught that IP address for downloading. So they traced it back to him. And his traced computer. it back to him, yes. Uh, once they searched his computer, they found... More than 200 images, inappropriate images of children on his computer. And there are a lot. They're going to make Mr. Shithead might get sick next episode. It's a lot. Um, He's been through some stuff, obviously, with Ashley Madison and his younger days where he molested. He's admitted to molesting his sisters and some other family friends. Um, Four sisters, two that named themselves. I think it was Jill and Jessa. Jessa. They came forward. So two other sisters that remain unnamed, and then the family. So that's, that's the first time he went. Obviously, then the second time he went for cheating on his wife um, via Ashley Madison. Um, <laughs> like I want to know is is this cheating because you looked at pictures, or is this cheating because you actually touched? Yeah. Like I'm curious. So just a couple of years ago, in 2019, he had his car dealership raided by Homeland Security due to an ongoing federal investigation. Uh, it was never made clear whether or not he was the focus of that. But uh, to stay more recent, just a day after he was arrested by U.S. Marshals, the day after, uh, which is April 30th, he appeared before a judge um, via Zoom due to COVID. Just over a week later, he was released on bail with the condition that he stay with a third party. Um, he ended up staying with some family friends. Which ended up regretting that decision when people found out who they were and where they lived. And obviously rolled the fuck up. So despite having obviously hundreds of explicit, inappropriate images of children, he is... Blaming everyone but the family dog. He is still allowed to see his children as well. He's still allowed to see his family um, as long as the wife is present. Which I think she's in complete denial. And she, she lets him see him. I don't think she cares. I think she thinks he's innocent. Bless her. Brainwash. Mental illness. I mean. Just brainwash. The images he's looking at are the same age as their kids. That makes me sick. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. But we, that was a quick overview for y'all, basically from 2002 to now. So, 2002 is when all this shit starts. Investigation in 2006. It gets leaked in 2015. We caught you up through everything. Over the past almost 20 years. Next time, we will be discussing the current charges against Josh Duggar in federal court for child pornography. I'm going to give you all a warning now. It's a fucking lot. I've read it. It's hundreds of pages. I've read it all. It's sick as fuck. Mr. Shithead's going to struggle, I can tell you right now. A lot of y'all will probably struggle. And look, nobody wants to fucking talk about child sex crimes. But if we don't talk about them we can't educate ourselves to make sure that they don't continue to happen and also i don't know who the fuck is gonna vote for jim bob duggar just putting that out there i mean the church is gonna vote for him i'm sure but like i just have to just have to come out there and just say that if you're wanting to run on christian foundations and fundamentals and christian beliefs and you want to run on rape and incest is wrong and you want to 
keep saying that we need a strong leader, I'm going to have to tell you full stop, buddy, because you ain't met any of those. You're not the guy. You're not the fucking guy. Absolutely not. I'm just calling it like I see it. You don't practice what you preach. I guess if you have that many children, one of them's bound to just be real fucked up. I totally get that. I to- I I understand that. And normally, I would not blame someone for backing their kid. My issue is that you backed this kid to the Multiple extent times. of damaging four other kids. That's yeah. what we know. It all have to be female. It almost seems like a sexist thing at this point in time. It's kind of weird. Oh, look at you. I like what you... I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're right. But again, that's probably his fundamentals, air quotes, that the man runs the house and the woman just should be barefoot and pregnant, popping out kids. Pezza Spencer. I love Pezza Spencer. <laughs> mentally prepare yourself. I know this was a lot, but mentally prepare yourself because the next Duggar episode is even worse. So we will see you guys for part two of 19 Problems and Counting. <laughs> this episode of the Sojo Files podcast has been sponsored by Sager Law Firm and Katie Myers Sager. Katie is an expert in her field and offers her clients a boutique law firm experience specializing in real estate, estate planning, corporate formations and merges and acquisitions, as well as 1031 tax exchanges. Contact her today for a free consult by visiting her website, www.sagerlawfirm.com. That's www.sagerlawfirm.com. Mention this ad and receive 10% off her services.